You're listening to the Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast. Enjoy the show. Hello? Hey, what's up, man? How much, Joe? How you doing? Good. Uh, we had promised, we promised the people a podcast. That podcast is on the movie Fresh. Yes, it is. Yeah, so... Yes, um, it is. <laughs> Oh man, I will, I will never hear Richard Marx's "Endless Summer Nights" the same ever again. <laughs> oh god, you're right. Yeah, talk oh, about how man. strange the, the choices of music were in this movie, right? Like, yeah, strange. But you know what? It's like it it fits anyway. It's weird. It does because it almost it, you know what it, it almost like borrows from American Psycho almost a little bit, where like. Mm-hmm. He had that like you know very specific taste in music that was like pop eighties hits. Um, yes, this guy has like these very obscure nineties hits from like big name singers, but just more like the obscure songs, right? Like right, like Re- the B sides, right? Like we got Re- uh, "Restless Heart," you know, by um, Peter Cetera. That was like a big song in here too, and oh yeah, yeah, you know, I could say I thought that was like you know kind of like a charming part of the movie. Um, Although, you know, we've kind of seen it before, but the, the movie is, like, I guess, like, the best way to describe it is it's, like, unique, but also not at the same time, because it borrows from a lot of things, but I... It, yeah, I, I mean, even just, like, the, the tone of the movie, it's like, okay, like you mentioned, like, American Psycho, it's kind of, like, in that vein of sort of horror comedy, almost. Like, I wouldn't say it's, it's, it's full-on horror comedy, but... It's it's pretty fucking funny. The subject matter is very serious, you know, but the tone yes. of it is a little more lighthearted than it than it I guess is supposed to be, considering what it's about. Now, to be fair, like I don't want to you know get into too much uh, at first, but but I'll you know, obviously we're going to talk about the movie. I went into this movie completely blind, completely blind. All I knew was that it was a horror movie on Hulu, and you know it it had uh, Sebastian Stan in it, and yeah, I like him. Uh, obviously, Sebastian Stan. If you haven't, uh, if you've been living under a rock, I guess uh, he, he he's uh, the Winter Soldier in all these Marvel movies that we've been getting for the last uh, you know two decades. Bucky Barnes. Yeah, yeah Bucky Barnes. And then uh, Daisy Edgar Jones, who was uh, I saw her in the in the show Normal People. I've never seen that. Yeah, I fucking saw Normal People. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I you know I'm like kind of a sucker for like sappy romance stuff here and there. This is not yeah, yeah, yeah. nothing new to you. And then, uh, you know, we talked about how that line that we'll never cross together is watching The Notebook. <laughs> nope, never going to happen. Never going to happen. Gonna although happen. I, I, although I, 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 I love that fucking movie. Um, I, I'm sure you do. Yeah, I've honestly never seen it. <laughs> I'm a I've suck- never seen The Notebook. I'm a sucker for those raw relationship movies, you know, like that, that get just fucking, you know, real. Yeah, whatever. So, yeah, I saw that That's movie. actually going to be our next podcast. <laughs> yeah. Joe's um, closeted shows. <laughs> yeah. We'll just call it Joe's closet. Yeah, Joe, right. A special segment. <laughs> Here's the things that uh, make him cry. So, <laughs> but that's not what we're here to talk about today. <laughs> no, no, we're not. But um, but but I saw her in that, and she was good. So I was like, all right, you got two. Uh, the two main actors are pretty great, you know. Um, the director of this movie, Mimi Cave, I never heard of her, and you know, to be fair. Uh, if you don't have a hyperlink in Wikipedia, I can't say much about you. So uh, that's kind of where I'm at with that. She's got my attention. Um, 
So without giving anything away at first, because I do want to talk about the movie um, a little bit. If you do want to see this movie blind like I did and Justin did, it's probably a good idea. What kind of movie is it? Well, I mean, I guess like if you like Dexter, it's got like that kind of vibe. Like we said, like it's a serious subject matter, but it takes itself like a little lighthearted yes. and with a little bit of a comedic approach at times. So, you know, there's that. Um, but I do want to get into the movie with you because this movie starts off as a flat out romantic comedy. There is nothing in yes. this movie that made me think that this was a horror movie, except for the fact that it told me that in the description. Right. And, and Hulu's never let me down with horror stuff for, for the most part. Because, like, the last year, the big one that I, that I fucking loved was Run. I don't know if you saw that. No, not, no, I haven't seen it. Yeah, you got to get on that. It's a great, great fucking movie. And there's a couple other things I can't really think of right now off the top of my head, obviously, because we're just, like, bullshitting. But um, Hulu does horror movies fairly well. So I, I was, you know, I was on board pretty much from just knowing what genre it was. I'm like, okay, you know. So I just kind of jumped into it. And it starts off as this, like, really romantic comedy uh, type movie. And it goes on for quite a bit that way. It does. It, it does. It, it, like... I, I would say for what the first half hour maybe that's that that's all the movie is it's just like a romantic comedy with no indication that it's going anywhere else until it does <laughs> i mean you're introduced to um to our main character uh noah which is an odd choice for a woman's name but okay i'll go with it and, like, you get her and her, you know, her best friend Molly and, you know, the sassy best friends who's in all of these, you know, wacky romantic comedies. And then Noah meets Steve, who's uh, Sebastian Stan's character. And they kind of, it's like a meet cute, you know? Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's how it starts out. And then, like, you're just kind of going along with them and, like, kind of following the relatively quick progression of their relationship because pretty quickly he asked her to go away with him. And then obviously we found out why. And that's where the really horrible shit starts happening. And the opening credits. And the opening credits, which again, we don't get until maybe a half hour into the movie. They go to like a cabin, I guess, like a little vacation getaway. And he drugs her. And then we get the credits. And I'm like, wow, we're a half hour in. Um, and, and, and we don't know what's going on yet because he appears to be basically like the perfect guy, right? Um, in, in every fucking yeah. way, uh, which is his game. And so what we wind up learning is, is that what the title means, I suppose, he kidnaps women, brings them to this cabin, basically, captures them, holds them there. And he, I guess like, I, he basically takes, <laughs> he cuts off their limbs to sell to cannibals but they yes. want they want their meat fresh, so like he does it like made to order. I guess you could say is that like the yeah yeah it's fucking yeah crazy. yeah yeah basically, and he keeps them alive too for a while for as long as he can, and and cuts off as much as he can while they're alive. Uh, the movie yes. it, it's it's fucking bonkers, honestly. So and, and that's what it is. It is, but like in a good way, in a really good yeah, way. because it's it's like we said before, it's played up in a sort of comedic approach, you know. Um, like, yeah. the, like the he is the movie. Like he, like the movie is insanely deceptive, and and so is he. You know, so like it's kind of like that's like the funny thing about it is like, the you're watching this movie. And it's like oh, it's basically what he is. Uh, like you just don't know what's gonna happen next. 
Noah is basically, you know, his latest victim. And we focus on her for the most part. And she is just trying everything that she can to just get the fuck out of this. You know, like, whatever desperate measure, whatever she has to, like, you know, play to, to get out of the situation. And rescue the other girls, because there's other girls that are there. Yeah, she's not the only one. I think there's two others who are there with her. Yeah. Um, I will say that I feel like the movie, like, that. that's like a good... That's a good part of the movie right there is like the the back and forth and like her trying to get out of there. There's a, there's a decent amount of tension in there. Um, there's a decent amount of just like jaw dropping moments, you know. But I feel like the movie starts to get a little sloppy towards the end. Did you feel like that the ending was just like really kind of all over the place, like hard to follow? What like a, a a little bit, yeah. Um, I, I yeah, I understand what you're saying about that um, because the, the most of the movie was pretty kind of laser focused, right? Yes. Like, and, and like, yes, it does kind of wildly vary in tone at places, but it knows, it, the movie always knows what it is and what it's doing up until, like you said, maybe the third act where things kind of start going a little off the rails. I mean, there's a fantastic twist at the end. Yeah. Um, or in the third act, I should say, that um, I, I really, I did not see coming. But it was, I felt like that was well done. I don't know, it's weird. I do and I don't want to get into the twist. You can go ahead. I mean. Well, so he, <laughs> we find out that Steve's married. Yeah. Steve's married and his wife is in on this whole fucking thing. And that, like that that to me was like, holy shit. That that was, that was I don't know, I felt like that was, that was crazy. And, and, and like in a good way. Just because I think at that point your, your attention is kind of all over the place right because you've got i feel, i don't know maybe i feel like maybe we're rushing to the end a little too much but um yeah it's it's it's, it's like because you got steve we haven't even talked about what what noah has to do to get out of the situation we haven't even talked about what he did to noah no we didn't i i, I want to get into that the first thing this guy does is cut off her ass yeah, it's fucking strange because she could because you know as a punishment you know because she tries to get out or whatever. He was he he is a surgeon, right? I know he's a doctor. I don't okay. remember if he was specifically a surgeon, but it's, he is a yeah. doctor. I mean, it comes across that way, obviously, but yeah. Right. I mean, the guy obviously knows what he's doing. So. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. He yeah he knows what he's doing. Um. Yeah. He cut. Yeah. He cuts our. He cuts our ass off. That's just like strange. Not that like it yeah. doesn't really seem to like you know show uh, like we don't see a lot of it. You know what I mean? It's just. Like that, like the gory stuff. I don't really remember them showing too much of it. No, this was not really a gory movie. Not toward, the, not until the it's, end. It's, yeah. Not well. Yeah. <laughs> right. The gore he inflicts upon the people isn't really like shown, but like when they go after him at the end, it it shows that quite a bit. And they go after him hard. Yeah. Which I mean, rightfully so. He he he's a horrible person, and he he see he tends to have um he's got this tendency to like I guess almost like kind of fall in love with some of his victims sometimes but but again it's really hard to believe anything that this guy is showing us you know he's just it is and it isn't i don't know because like his wife she was a victim of it yeah like in the story yeah and now they're married and then he falls for you know he starts falling for noah like that wasn't an act on his part like that was he really was falling for her but that was something that she was doing to try get out of this situation like she's playing him yeah and that's the thing he's he's just hard to figure out he's just really hard to figure out because you know what's what's his what's his source of motivation right you know is it like does he get pleasure out of this is it from money only like we, we just don't really know 
You know, and that could be kind of like the flaw of the movie too, almost like we don't really know, uh, or it could just be like the genius thing about it. You know, like they don't want to tell you because like he's very charming and charismatic, and like he stays that way. He doesn't become like an evil like mad scientist or like some like right. There's there's no, no. turn where he just all of a sudden becomes like fucking Hannibal Lecter or something. No, he doesn't like fucking like go he, nuts. He doesn't like yell. He's like completely calm. He is, he is, which again is part of the, the sort of genius of this movie and especially his performance. Like he keeps this real even keel about him where he's just like like you said, very charming throughout the whole thing, no matter what he's doing. Yes, like I said, um, it's got it's got like that Dexter vibe, it's got that American psycho vibe going for it. Like they definitely borrow yes. from that kind of movie. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But as far as like his his motivations are concerned, I think here's what I think. I think he start this started off as purely a financial thing because he was approached by outside sources, right? I, I guess to I mean, start this whole thing. Yeah, I guess it just it feels like I mean they don't really go into his like backstory too much, right? Am I am I wrong? No. Yeah. No, I mean they got into it a little bit, but not not too much. But like, how do you how do you get in contact with those kind of people? <laughs> I don't get. That. Well, he didn't get in touch with them. They got in touch with him. Right, but still, they, like they, I think they, they saw an opportunity in him. Maybe I mean, like you, you have to like if you're a bunch of if you're a group of like cannibalistic guys who are trying to like you know coax a doctor into being part of this thing that you're running, you know, like you got to play your cards right, I guess, right? Because like you act, right. you say the wrong thing, and then you know to the right to the wrong person, and this whole thing is over. So I, well, I don't, so I don't I know think... if he like was part of that lifestyle always. Like I don't know. I don't think so. I I think. What happened was they saw, because he, I, I think they saw somebody who was like maybe fresh out of med school, a really talented kid. Ah, fresh out of med school. Probably, nice fun, Justin. Hello. <laughs> oh, who, um, who's probably like deep, deep in debt because <laughs> you know med school is not cheap, and they were just like, "Hey, we got a proposition for you," and he was like, "Okay." And then over time, really developed a taste for it, unintended. Oh, what a punny! What a punny conversation! So funny. Mm. So it's definitely a logical explanation of all this like crazy stuff that's going on. But um, but but we don't know, right? Like that's the bottom line. We just really don't know. Uh, right. And they don't. I guess we don't really need to, obviously. But um, the movie. No, the movie works without like a yeah, without of a course, yeah. or an organ. Because it's not a TV show, it's just a movie. It's an hour and a half, you know, movie, and it's sort of just, it really just focuses on the, the character Noah, and um, like you said, the wife's in on it, and then like everything just getting, kind of gets sloppy at the end. Um, I felt like, I, 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 I just thought it was like too much, you know, especially for the kind of movie it was, because it wasn't like this fast-paced thing, it was, you know, like a misery type thing, right? Like where you're, you know, you're kind of confined yes. to one area with one threat you're trying to get away from and like there's always things that like go wrong you know when they're trying when she's trying to escape so it's 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 similar to that but then we get like this whole big thing at the end so i don't know if you want to talk about that or just leave it alone um i don't know like you said you kind of want everybody to kind of go into this why well not now but you know well, I'm, you know, obviously <laughs> yeah. I, I i like i don't know how deep into the ending i want to get though I, I don't know. Personally, I like the ending. You are right, though. It, it does feel um, almost like it's too much for the movie itself. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of the ending. I didn't hate it. I just yeah. was just like, I lost, it lost me a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I could see that. I didn't have as huge a problem with it, but 
Because the movie's kind of a slow burn, right? It is. It's always entertaining, but it's a slow burn. And then the, the ending almost feels not, not really rushed, but it's just real fast-paced. Yeah. And kind of over the top. Yeah, so I mean, we won't get we won't get into the ending because it because it does it's kind of all over the place. Um, but there's a lot of tension in in like the, the I guess the third act, you know, when it's kind of wrapping up, and then it just sort of gets sloppy. I don't know. But either way, um, I I do think it's worth checking out. Out of out of a lot of the things that I've seen uh, so far this year, this is like a pretty good recommendation. Uh, I, I would have for for most people, but. Um, you do know what kind of movie it is now that we've talked about it. So if it's not your thing, then like then yeah, it's obviously not your thing. But uh, I think it's pretty well done. I also did see. I just talked about it briefly. I don't know if you saw it. Uh, the the new Firestarter movie. No, I still haven't seen it. Okay. Um, I will say that my favorite experience about the new Firestarter movie was <laughs> watching the older one first. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I hadn't seen that movie since I was a kid, <laughs> and, right. I, and I loved it back then. You know, and so I, seeing it again now, after all these years, it, like it, it, it's like you know, it's good memories. I still love the movie. I still thought it was great. You know, it's uh, nineteen eighty four was the original one, and Drew Barrymore, mm-hmm. you know, is the the star. And you know, she's whatever. I'm not a big Drew Barrymore fan. I like not. I don't like dislike her. She's just like whatever. You know, and. Uh, you know, as a kid actress, she was just like whatever too, I guess. But um, you know, the, the movie carries itself really well uh, because they play up all the other characters really well, and they like the special effects are pretty great. You know, for that time, I love those like lone wolf and cub type stories. You know, like where yeah, you have, like yeah, yeah, like you know, like a parent or a guardian like traveling with like a child who has a power or you know, like a cure for something or whatever. You know, we've seen a couple things like that, and I just I really like like those types of films a lot. And I like those stories a lot. I didn't read the book Firestarter, so I don't know how accurate it was to the original movie. And I don't know if it's more accurate to the remake or if the remake is just kind of like playing with its own thing. But the remake felt like most Blumhouse remakes, which is just a little soulless. I don't know. I know that's like extreme. That's a, that's a pretty extreme thing to say. I, I, I don't know like another word to use for it, but it's just it's just lacking something. You know, it doesn't have like the same kind of heart the original had. And, and a lot of times when you're just copying something, even if you do your own thing with it or change things, I always feel like there's, there's, there's ones that do it so well that it's like just as good or better or whatever. And there's some that just feel so empty, you know? And right. as good as like Zac Efron was in this new one, I don't know the girl that's in it. I don't remember who it was, but she was fine. It was good at first and like them kind of traveling like and getting away from everything was pretty good. But the ending was just, like, really boring and really weak, you know? And, and obviously, like, you had these special effects in the original one, like this big special effects extravaganza with fire at the end of the first movie where she just goes fucking apeshit, you know? Right. In this, it's just, you know, it's 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 modern. So, they, you know, they could, they could just get away with, like, CGI and, you know, different sort of effects. So it kind of lacks that heart, I feel like, and it didn't really do it for me. I just thought it was okay. Like, I don't, I don't like, highly recommend it. I mean, like, if you have a curiosity to these like remakes like most people do everybody watches the original and they watch the new one like you know i I could do it i mean that's what i did but i think you i think you should just go back and watch the original firestarter to be honest with you and if you haven't seen the original firestarter you should it's actually a really great movie honestly i haven't seen firestarter since i was a kid like i remember like as a kid but like with the remake honestly i kept forgetting it was a thing like i knew that it was coming but i just kept forgetting that it was coming 
because it was just so not on my radar. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I mean, no, it's not. Honestly, it's not. It it it, it was a movie that kind of came and went with very little uh, promotion. You know, um, a lot of people like like I like Matt was talking to Matt recently. I, I think on the podcast, he's like, "Oh, do you know they're making this?" I'm like, "Yeah, they talked about it like a year ago, but <laughs> nobody really." <laughs> <laughs> nobody really talked about it like recently, and nobody's really talked about it since it came out. So I was just like, right, yeah, yeah, it was like okay, you, you know, it was it was fine. Yeah, right. So that's that's our official review of uh, Firestarter twenty twenty two. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, that's it. I'll watch it. I'll watch it at some point. I just it's not it's not a priority for me at all. So to recap, everybody, fresh, very good movie. Check it out, Firestarter. Fine, fine movie. Give you two F's tonight, <laughs> fresh and fives. Um, I do want to talk about something else real quick because I brought up with Matt as well in the last podcast. Uh, I had it with him, and I want to talk to you about it because I don't know if we have spoken about it at all, even like off mic. But okay, uh, Crimes of the Future, the David Cronenberg film. Did you see the trailer? Yeah. Did, did you see the trailer for that? Uh, I did, yeah, yeah. So David Cronenberg, like we mentioned last time, is kind of coming back to body horror films, and this looks like it's just full fucking Cronenberg. Um, yeah. Like Cronenberg to an extreme. And the trailer, I had a hard time watching the R-rated trailer. Like I had a hard time watching that because it made me uncomfortable. Like some of the, some of the stuff in there. This movie was screened recently. Maybe Cannes. I don't. Even, I'm not even sure if it was at the Cannes film. Festival. I think it might have been a Cannes. Yeah. Yeah. And people walked out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was like the news about this movie. was people couldn't sit through the movie. And that, obviously, is, is the best advertisement you could ever ask for, you know? Um, so everybody's going to want to check this movie out at some point. I'm like very, very, very curious to see what this film's all about. Because the trailer doesn't really tell you much about the story. I didn't really read anything about it. But it just looks like he just went like to the most extreme end of the spectrum with that kind of genre and uh oh that, yeah that alone as my curiosity peak i might not like it or you know but i really want to see what what this is all about because cronenberg is a you know he's a fucking genius um so there's that and uh i don't want to bring that up i don't know if you like read about that or heard about it or whatever no i did i did there was actually a lot about uh that movie recently yeah. um like I've read quite a few things about it. Honestly, I don't know. Even having seen the trailer, I couldn't tell you what the movie's about. Um, like what what the plot is. So I'm just kind of reading. I'm like on the IMDb page right now because I want to see what their synopsis of it is. Uh, and okay, so it says humans adapt to a synthetic environment with new transformations and mutations. With his partner Caprice. Saul Tensor, celebrity performance artist, publicly showcases the metamorphosis of his organs in avant-garde performances. This sounds about as David Cronenberg as it gets. This sounds like the fly taken to the nth degree. Yeah, they, well, right, pretty much. So I'm excited to see that. You know, obviously, we'll we'll most likely talk about that when it comes out. Um, yes, absolutely. This is this honestly, and this has been on my. This is a movie that's been on my radar. Yeah. Um, and it's it's one that I've been pretty excited about because I fucking love Cronenberg. Yeah, yeah, no, I do too. Um, all right, well, I mean, that's pretty much all I got for tonight. But um, you got anything else? There was some uh, a little bit of movie news that I didn't get into uh, on the last episode that I wanted to get into yeah, uh, go real for quick it. right Please. now. Um, so uh, we all know Scream Six is happening. Scream Six comes out uh, in March of next year. 
And now we have our first six cast members officially announced uh, for that movie. Uh, so Courtney Cox is officially coming back as Gail. Uh, Jenna Ortega is coming back. Melissa Barrera is coming back. Mason Gooding is coming back. Jasmine Savoy Brown is coming back. These are all uh, our main cast members from the last movie who survived. Sure. Uh, we did get yeah, one uh, other casting alert. confirmation. <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, we did get one other casting confirmation this week that was fucking surprising to me. Hayden Panettiere from Scream 4 is coming back for Scream 6. Okay. She was, uh, she, yeah, she played Kirby, and it looked like she died in Scream 4, honestly, but apparently she didn't. Yeah, I, I don't remember. I saw her recently because I watched them all when we did our podcast in the beginning. Of, wow, it feels like it was so long ago. That was the first episode this year. Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. Cra- crazy. It felt like it was like... Like two years ago. All the time. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. I, I and I don't even remember that character that well. But. Uh... But yeah. So like Kirby was kind of like the fan favorite character of Scream Four. She was like that movie's Randy. Yeah. Um. And she supposedly died towards the end of the movie. Like Harley fucking stabbed her right in the fucking gut. Um. And then we never saw her again. Yeah. So, like, the fans always kind of hypothesize that Kirby, Kirby didn't actually die because we didn't technically see her die. Um, and even Wes Craven has come out and said, in my mind, Kirby might still be alive. Yeah, but didn't they kind of, like, retcon that movie out of the new one? Like, did, didn't they kind of... No, Scream, no, Scream 4 happened because uh, the character of uh, Judy Hicks, uh, Sheriff Judy... Yeah, no, I know she was in. Was it. from Scream Four. Yeah. Okay. No, I know. I know. I knew that, but I didn't know like because of how they spoke about reboots and requills and whatever in that movie that they kind of did what a lot of the movies do, where they they they'll, oh they'll take a certain character for sure, but that movie doesn't exist. Like X Men fucking did it all the time, right? Um, so right, I, right. I I didn't know if that was the case with that. It was very unclear to me because then they made kind of a joke about like Sydney's who, 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 who was um. Who was like the killer in the fourth one? It was like her cousin or some shit like that? Yes, it was her cousin. Right. And then they try to make it sound like it didn't happen. I could have sworn that was like a thing that they talked about. Well, they, they talked about like the whole idea of like sequels or, or yeah. like reboot goals or whatever, like kind of ignoring other movies in the franchise. But that was the thing. This movie was the opposite of that. This movie didn't ignore anything and took everything into account. So literally everything that happened in the previous movies actually happened. It's all in continuity. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I thought they specifically mentioned that incident in the fourth one, like not happening. But I guess I could be wrong. Um, so, all right. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I know that they announced this movie like real quick. You know, we talked about it a while ago, how it was like, oh, they have a date and everything. It's a thing. And they're running with this new, like, you know, series with the legacy characters and new characters. But, um, yeah, I just, I'm just like, oh, surprised how quickly they're running off the ground with this. You know, I didn't, I know the movie did well, but like, did it do that well? Do people really want this that much? No, apparently it did very well and did well enough for them to just kind of run with this new, uh, new version of the franchise, which is very much in the vein of what they did with the original trilogy. Like once the first movie came out back in December of 96, they were immediately, bam, greenlight the sequel, and Screen 2 was out less than a year later. Right. 
No, yeah. And then uh, well, Scream Three time, was yeah. two years later. But, but Scream, but yeah, I know it's a different time. But... And this doesn't the selling power that Scream One had either. Like that, that was like all people talked about. You know, everybody saw fucking Scream One. I, fans saw Scream Five. You know, right? Yeah. Well, apparently, maybe it wasn't just the fans who saw it because again, it did well, very well in yeah. the box office. Sure. No, it did. I don't even know what that means anymore. Well, I think, I mean, if, if we're including, like, the fact that, you know, pandemic numbers, I guess, <laughs> even for a pandemic, it did well. That's that's my guess. There's also a couple of things um, that I found out, like a couple of uh, cool little trivia facts about uh, the last screen movie that I found out about that I just thought were fun that I want to bring up real yeah, quick. go for it. Um, there's like a number of voice cameos in the movie that I didn't pick up on. There's a scene like kind of towards the beginning of the movie where like, you know, it's that typical kind of scream scene where, you know, you're outside the high school hanging out with the, with the, your main cast of characters and, you know, kind of like around a fountain or whatever. In the background, you hear over the loudspeaker, you hear the principal talking about, uh, like a curfew or something because of the killing. Or because of the attack. Okay. The voice of the principal is Drew Barrymore. Oh, nice. Okay. We just talked about her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And also, there's um, there's a party scene. In the party scene at the end of the movie, you hear um, Matthew Lillard. He has, like, a couple of quick lines. I think he says something like, oh, this is a nice house. Okay. Which is funny, because it was his house in the first movie. (laughs) Um. And uh, Hayden Panettiere also has uh, also has a couple of lines. Oh, she does. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I had no idea. Um, I don't. Fo- I didn't follow up with the movie that much. I saw it, talked to you about it, and I just kind of forgot about it. Honestly, you know, because I just, you know, like I'm, I'm not like I said many times before. I'm not like a huge screen fan. Like as far as like the franchise goes, the first movie, yeah, I fucking loved it. Like everybody else, I thought it was genius. Um. Yeah, but, you know, the the idea of it being, like, a series and stuff like that was, like, intrigued. You know, like, I was, like, intrigued about it. I was like, all right, where is this going? And I saw, you know, I saw it as time went on. I'm like, all right, it's not really. It do, it didn't have the same, like, you know, state. Yeah, it's not going to None of the other ones are going to have the, the impact of the first one. No, but if you're just a but big fan, like... yeah. Like, I, I, people could look at the Friday 13th series and be like, these movies like, the same fucking thing, and they're shitty, and, like, they get shittier. But I fucking love them. I'm a huge fan, you know, for whatever reason. So I understand... Right. The you know the love for a fandom and stuff like that I get that um, it's just not something that I particularly care about too much I haven't really been following it like I'll watch it all I'll definitely watch it they're not, they're they're always entertaining you know uh, to a degree so there's that yeah I mean honestly like I mean everybody else is a huge screen fan I, I love the franchise even the shitty movies it's a, yeah it's a major major horror franchise all right uh, we will see you guys next week uh, for Memorial Day. And uh, we're going to be talking about the movie X, and uh, we have quite a bit to say about that movie. Um, Mm -hmm. Good night. Next week on Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast. Jack Johnson. Jack Johnson. He was the guy. Oh, Jake Johnson. Jake Johnson. Oh. Jack Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) You're fucking... We're looking to get some banana pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Jake Johnson. Yes, how how Jake how Johnson the two scruffy looking hippie white dudes. I don't know how I did that, <laughs> but I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey guys, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to our podcast on Spotify and Apple iTunes. Also, you can follow us on social media. We have Twitter, and that's at Sexy Vamp Teeth. We also have Instagram at the Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast. And if you want to follow Justin, all you that's need to me. do. Oh, you're still on the phone? Uh, I very rarely ever hang up. Tell the people where they could follow you, Justin. Well, if you want to follow me on Facebook, you can find me as Justin Tong. If you want to follow me on Instagram, you can find me jtong81. And if you want to follow me on Slasher, the horror-based social media site, you can find me at Sexy Vampire Teeth Pod. And if you want to follow me on social media, you can't. I'm off the stuff. So if you guys want updates on the show, please follow us on our social media sites. And make sure to tune in every Monday night for a new episode. Thanks for listening, guys, and good night. So long, everybody. You've been listening to the Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast.